Well, hello, 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 and welcome to the podcast, How to Win It Life. I am your host, Pauline Stockhausen. I want to just thank you for joining me on this next episode. Now, I don't know if you can hear the noise in the background, but if you've been following my journey, you will know that over the last few weeks, I moved to the country. I was so nervous about doing it, but here we are a few weeks later and I am sitting in my shed trying to do my podcast and there is a tractor in the next paddock, um, I think doing the grass. So them's the break. So hopefully it doesn't, um, uh, doesn't affect the podcast too much. But you know, if you hear some ambience noise, well, I am in the country Um, It has been a very traumatic but sobering experience and I'll um, I'll go more into detail. So we made the decision to move out um, to the land which is about 45 minutes from where where we used to live which was near the beach. Totally living off the land, well not totally, I mean solar power, tank water, some mornings you wake up and you have no power. Um, sometimes you have no water and sometimes you have no gas so you can't cook your food so it has been a lot of a lot of um, adjusting a lot of adjusting but as terrible as it sounds we have really enjoyed it Uh, we are a lot busier we're spending more time together as a a family Um, about halfway up the hill my sister lives and um, with her family so you know, a lot more family time and being together with our family has been, it's been really nice actually. And even though right this moment I am in a shed, uh, I look up to the ceiling and I can see the tin ceiling because there's holes in the ceiling. We have resident pos- possums. Yep, I've named my possum Fred. I'm pretty sure Fred's a girl, but Fred comes out at um, 8.30 at night and climbs up onto the roof, walks across to the, goes to the orchard, and I don't know what Fred does for 12 hours or um, 8 hours, but comes back at about 5am, climbs back up on the roof and and jumps back to the barn. So, uh, (laughs) I must admit, Fred's really cute. We have chickens. Uh, I've never lived with chickens before, really. Man, chickens are the scariest things ever. Uh, especially if they're hungry, they'll chase you and they will um, uh, peck at you and uh, basically just generally be scary. And they're, they're almost, they're like little T-Rexes. You see them running and it's just, um, it's kind of petrifying really. So I stay away from the chickens as much as I can. We have four chickens um, and, and actually the great thing about the chickens is they provide eggs every morning. So um we uh, like eggs so we the fact that we've got fresh eggs every morning is really really cool what else do we have uh i have a resident rats these aren't my favorite um yes and um they're not going to be residents for much longer i'm just saying so they um live in the roof of the shed and um we're gutting the shed out and um gonna put new drywall up and get it ready for winter so it's more livable so at the moment um the teenager and i are in a caravan so we sleep in the caravan but we've um you know do our cooking and have made up a makeshift lounge 
in the shed and it's, it's sort of like living on a building site to be honest so a lot of adjustment um we don't have very good wi-fi but you know the teen and i have been uh quite resourceful and i have to say i don't waste time uh procrastinating because there's no time for procrastination i tell you we have been i have been more organized than i have in in such a long time so we've got a really good routine now so um it is an early start for us at 6am and we're out the door by 7 and we basically we're getting home about 5 o'clock so it's not uh, too long and the evenings are amazing you know we spend it outside we've got a river just near um, where we're where our shed is so the evenings are spent swimming in the river um, kayaking rowing fishing uh we've been um sorting out the orchard and we've got pears um peaches in the orchard we've we've put a we've got a passion fruit tree i mean who loves fresh passion fruit i do um so the passion fruit is really ready now so that's kind of cool we're building a bit of garden so so who am i i mean (laughs) i don't know how long this is going to last how i'm going to cope but right now i'm kind of enjoying it Uh, but it hasn't you know it has had its ups and downs the biggest down is we have am i going to share this yes i am we have a composting toilet and um, it hasn't been used for a long time and it's a non-smelling composting toilet but i can tell you now it reeks well, it did reek until I googled out, you know, I googled my heart's content to figure out how to fix it, and I fixed it myself. That's right. I um, got in there. I didn't get in there, but um, got a got a handy stick, long, long pole of a stick, and um, you can definitely call me a shit stirrer now, <laughs> because I stirred it up in the air and uh, put some koi in, which is. Koi is a um, coconut, sort of husks of the coconut, which is refined down, and that helps with the um, composting. So, you know, some big lessons. You know, and the other thing that happened, you know, I crashed my car on the first week, and then the car broke down. So it, ha- it has been a bit of a trial and error, I can tell you. But, I mean, you know, I've reduced my workload, which I said I was going to do. My clients are all coping. Um, I'm not spending as much time online as I should be working on my stuff so you might notice that my social media has gone down a fraction but starting from this week that will that will um, go back up and you know it's funny everyone told me moving to this this the farm it was a terrible terrible idea and I wouldn't cope it was a bad idea I'm pretty sure my mum's waiting for me to wake up and say um, I'm done. I'm out. You know, it, it is a bit. It's a bit frustrating for my my parents because I'm so far away from them. But we um, went out with them over the weekend and had a great time. And we're seeing them this weekend. So it's not like we're miles in another city. So you know, it, they can cope. Yeah. So you know, it, it, a lot of my friends didn't think I was going to cope, and they're pretty surprised that I am coping and I'm coping quite well. And I feel great. Like, we have hardly anything. Um, I'm looking around at the, the shed right now, and it's 
kind of third world, to be honest. And I love it. Absolutely love it. I can't complain, to be honest. You know, I think you get so into these habits, you know, you get so fixated on the way that you used to do things and you take for granted just the simple things taking for granted power it's amazing what you can still achieve without power unbelievable um and and i'm talking no power so when you have no power you have no water because power needs to um, pump the water into the house so uh, it, it's not like we went days and days without power. We have like bits of time late at night or early in the morning where we have no power because you need the sun for power. But we're learning to be more resourceful. Um, one of the things that we do is we charge up our devices in the car on the way to school and work. Or we charge our laptops at school and work. So we're not needing power to work. Um, but I mean, and on sunny days we have a lot of power and um, using you know working by candlelight at night and a lantern the one thing that you know has been a struggle is if in the morning I have no power then my coffee machine doesn't work so that has been I had a few mornings where that wasn't going to plan but what I've done is you know it's not the end of the world and um, I have gone and got a percolator coffee so if we run out of power, I can use the gas stove to heat up some water to make a perk coffee, which doesn't give me the effect of a normal coffee. And then on those days, I will um, stop halfway to work and grab myself a proper coffee. So, you know, you adapt. And I am doing a lot of adapting. Um, <laughs> so I think, you know, a lot of people have been saying on my Facebook page, oh, I don't know how you did it. I can't. I can't, I can't, I could never do that. I could never do that. And um, I'm, ta- I'm going to tell you, yes, you can. Y- you seriously can. Even when I was talking to my sister and talking about, oh my God, how can you live so far away? You know, and you drive down to Auckland. So we're, we're you know, from Auckland City, we're about an hour and a half away. And um, sometimes my sister has to drive all that way and, I just like, how can you do that? On a, and on certain days, I have to do it. Like on a Wednesday, I have to go right into the city, um, to the podcast studio, and uh, to do my other podcast, not not this one, not not this podcast, because this podcast I do in the shed or wherever, because it's authentic. And um, not not saying that, <laughs> okay, not saying that my other podcast is not, but we do it in the studio where we have power. So like I go down to the city and I thought I wouldn't cope, but actually I do. Like I finish my day at 3.30. So the time that I'm working is more, I just get so much more done in that time instead of doing a full eight hours on something and I'm not working on, you know, you get distracted, you go on Facebook and stuff like that. So it can be done. And, you know, the travel time is really nice. It's not... It's not like you're in suburbia and you're stopping at roundabouts and um, stopping at the lights. You're on a motorway and it's a nice um, highway right through to where you need to go. And um, I have to say the drive is really good because I decompress, I get to think. And um, 
I've been a bit, a little bit more creative. I've come up with ideas while I've been driving. It's also fantastic to having conversations with your children. I pick up my nephew after school and it's a good time to um, get him talking. You know, boys, young boys don't like to talk. They usually grunt. But you can open, ask them open-ended questions and, you know, in a few minutes they're telling you a whole lot of stuff that you think to yourself, why did I ask in the first place? But, but getting them to talk, getting them to open up, and this is something I really enjoyed doing with my teenager. And I really did it consciously when she was um, about 10 because I was getting that. How was, I was saying, how was school? Good. What'd you do? Nothing. Who'd you play with? No one. You know, so I really made that a point of getting that information out and opening up the dialogue to the point now that anything that is going on with my teenager that is of importance will come out in the car. Now, sometimes they tell you things and you think, oh my God, don't crash, don't crash the car, don't crash the car, because it blows your mind. So I've had a few of those incidents, but I'm so, I'm so, I'm really stoked that I have that relationship with my teenager that I'm still a part of the day-to-day life of what's happening in their life and um, the team can share with me those things that are going on thankfully even as much as if it was dribbly and you know sometimes you just want to bang your head against the wall going oh I just wanted a quick one sentence answer but (laughs) I don't know I mean that's what's happening in our life so I don't know how it's going for you one of the other things I really wanted to talk oh one of the other things I really wanted to talk about um, is the fact that I'm going to Disneyland. I have always wanted to go and this year every year I set a goal to do something for myself. So last year it was New York and this year it's Disneyland. So I'm going to spend two days at Disneyland and I'm so excited because I'm going to be going with one of my friends who um, lives in the States and he is a big Disneyland buff. He loves Disneyland and he goes like every year and he's so excited. It's like it's like having a little kid tell you, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And I'm like, oh, okay, yep, yep. So it sounds like it's going to be pretty full on. Um, I, I, did, I did hear something like 7 a.m. starts and midnight finishes. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know if I'm going to cope with that, but I'm going to do it and we'll see how we go. So that's really exciting. So exciting. The fact that I'm over 40 and I'm just over 40. Well, I'm 40. Yeah, so nearly 41, like in six months. But anyway, who's counting? And I'm going to be going to Disneyland. So that's really, that's really cool. The great thing about the fact that I'm going to Disneyland is I nearly said no. Um, I got, you know, you just get caught up into those situations where you're like, oh, that's a lot of money. I shouldn't really spend it. Um, I should say no. And I was about to say no and I thought to myself, when am I going to get this opportunity again? When is, When am I going to... Um, make a point to go to Disneyland and I knew that if I didn't say yes it would just be an I wouldn't be able to go 
And the oh, one of the worst things is when my teenager found out that I'm going to Disneyland um, without taking the teen. Mm, wasn't my finest hour. However, I have told the teen that in 2018 we're going to go to Florida and go to Harry Potter World. I think it's called Harry Potter World, but it could be called something else. But um, we're going to go to that. We're going to go to that. So that gives the teen something to push forward to, and me as well, because I don't know if you guys know, but I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. And going to Florida to go to Harry Potter World would be amazing if that's what it's called. I don't. I got a stinking feeling. Stinking feeling. I got a sinking feeling that it's not called that, but um, my parents went last year and they said, and they're not huge Harry Potter fans, and they said it was absolutely amazing. It's something that you've got to do in your lifetime. So, you know, it's all about taking those opportunities and jumping, and that's definitely um, one of the things that I am working on this year, saying a lot more yes to a few things. Um, and, and collaborating in business as well is one of my big, um, big things this year is doing a lot more collaboration and a lot more creativity things, things that, um, bring me joy. So that's what, (sighs) that's going to be some cool things to work on. Well, it sounds like the tractor has gone now. Um, so it's very quiet here. It's really unnerving late at night because it's so quiet and there's no road noise so uh, it's it's taken a little bit to get used to the good thing is at the moment um, the nights are long so the sun doesn't actually go down till um, after nine o'clock so you can get so much more done as well but when the sun does go down it is pitch black and the stars are so amazing that it's just you know when you're in the city you sort of don't see all the stars but oh out here in the country where it's pitch black it's just amazing so we we spend a, a time at night around the fire and just looking up and you know having a bit of a, a laugh and especially on the weekends and and it's really cool. I, I don't know how to describe it, this whole new lifestyle. Uh, one of the things that, you know, we've really noticed is we're not watching a lot of TV. So we actually, actually, we don't even have the TV here, but we have our devices and both of us have Netflix. So we've we've made this rule that we only download two, two to three episodes. I said two, but then I broke the rule. So I've opened it up to three episodes of a program. So we download those during the day because at the moment there's not very much Wi-Fi on the on the on the farm in the country. Um, and you know, we can watch it after 9:30. Um, you know, we don't want to go to be too late because we've got to get up so early. But that's been kind of nice. So we've been jam-packing the days really full of stuff and activity and swimming. And then, um, you know, settling down at night in the dark and watching some Netflix. Uh, both of us are watching different shows at the moment. At the moment, you're not going to believe this, but I'm addicted to rain. Can you believe it? Um, so I'm trying to get through that. And what's really difficult is when you look and realize there's like six seasons. Um, I don't know if rain's got six seasons, but I know there's like tons of episodes, like ep- 22 episodes a season. So... It's a marathon, I tell you. A marathon. 
So I want to challenge you out there to start thinking about how you can reduce your every week living costs. And one of the ways you can do that is really obvious and it is power, reducing power. So making sure you're turning off all your plugs, not necessarily having all the lights on, maybe having um, a candle um, to light a lounge or... um, Oh, well, there's all these little LED LED lanterns. That's what we've got, an LED lantern. You can use those instead of actually using your power and see if you can reduce your power a little bit over the month. And think about conserving water. I have to laugh at myself that I'm saying all these things because I never cared about these things before. And here I am doing it. And it's all about saving money really it's all about not wasting money just because you have money doesn't mean you need to spend more so look at ways that you can reduce your weekly spend Uh, one of the other things actually I will tell you before I end this podcast is we've been eating less food and I I'm not I think it's because we don't have a microwave I got rid of the microwave and we're really eating more paleo food which is an effort in itself but you know when you sit and watch tv from you know you get home from work at five and then you have dinner and then you just sit there for the rest of the time you snack you you, you've had dinner but then you snack on the chips and have a biscuit and have dessert and maybe have a marmite sandwich late at night I don't know but you eat, seem to eat more. And I know I'm only a few weeks into this whole country lifestyle, but one of the things we have noticed is we're really down to three meals a day. Um, and on like on Sunday, I had some chips because I was, I was like, oh, I just feel like I need something extra. But generally, during the week, we've really just been eating really small meals and only three a day. So I'll keep you posted on how that's going. And yeah it's crazy but it's been really cool anyway I hope you really enjoyed this uh, podcast it's actually getting very dark here and I'm doing this podcast by candlelight now so uh, the rats will be coming out in the ceiling soon I'm I am it does freak me out a little especially when I'm down in the shed by myself but so they'll be coming out soon well unless I've Unless I've moved them on, who knows? We'll we'll see how that goes. That could be another episode. How to get rid of rats could be could be an interesting could be a thriller. Um, <laughs> but thank you for joining. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I know it's quite short, but hey, thanks for being along on this journey with me. And I look forward to talking to you soon. See ya.